Hello there. My name is Father John Harrison. I'm Rector Superior of St. John Newman Residence at Stella Maris in Timonium, Maryland. This gospel passage that we have today is unique among the parables of Jesus because it is the only one whose story is in part based on an actual historical event. It tells about a king who went away to receive a kingdom and whose subjects did their best to stop him from receiving it. When Herod the Great died in 4 BC, he left his kingdom divided between Herod Antipas, Herod Philip, and Archelaus. That division had to be ratified by the Romans, who were the overlords of Palestine before it became effective. Archelaus, to whom Judea had been left, went to Rome to persuade Augustus to allow him to enter into his inheritance, whereupon the Jews sent an embassy of fifty men to Rome to inform Augustus that they did not wish to have him as king. Actually, Augustus confirmed him in his inheritance, though without the actual title of king. Anyone in Judea on hearing the parable would immediately remember the historical circumstances on which it was based. The parable of the king and his servants illustrates certain great facts of Christian life. First, it tells of the king's trust. He gave his servants the money and then went away and left them to use it as they could and as they thought best. He did not in any way interfere with them or stand over them. He left them entirely to their own devices. That is the way in which God trusts us. Someone has said, The nicest thing about God is that he trusts us to do so much, do so much by ourselves. Second, it tells of the king's test. As always, this trust was a test of whether or not a man was faithful and reliable in little things. Sometimes a man justifies a certain large if inefficiency in the ordinary routine affairs of life by claiming that he has a mind above trifles. God has not. It is precisely in these routine duties that God is testing men. There is no example of this like Jesus himself. Of his 33 years of life, Jesus spent 30 in Nazareth. Had he not discharged with absolute fidelity the task of the carpenter shop in Nazareth and the obligation of being the breadwinner of the family, God could never have given him the supreme task of being the savior of the world. Third, it tells of the king's reward. The reward that the faithful servants received was not one which they could enjoy by sitting down and folding their hands and doing nothing. One was put over ten cities and the other five. The reward of work well done was more work to do. The greatest compliment we can pay a person is to give him even greater and harder task to do. The great reward of God to the man who has, has satisfied the test, is more trust. Fourth, the parable concludes with one of the, of the inexorable life's of laws of life. To him who has, more will be given.
from him who has not, what he has will be taken away. If a man plays a game and goes on practicing at it, he will play it with ever greater efficiency. If he does not practice, he will lose much of whatever knack and ability he has. If we discipline and train our bodies, they will grow ever fitter and stronger. If we do not, they will grow flabby and lose much of the strength we have. If a schoolboy learns Latin and goes on with his learning, the wealth of Latin literature will open wider and wider to him. If he does not go on learning, he will forget much of the Latin he knows. If we really strive after goodness and master this and that temptation, new vistas and new heights of goodness will open to us. If we give up the battle and take the easy way, much of the resistance power we once possessed will be lost and we will slip from whatever height we had attained. There is no such thing as standing still in the Christian life. We either get more or we lose what we have. We either advance to greater heights or we slip back. That is our message in today's Gospel. May God bless you and have a great day.